Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. As a church, I don't know about if you know that or not, but we have a big vision for our city. We want to see people far from God discover real life and purpose in Jesus. And man, last week was a hallmark week, was it not? I don't know about you, we had the largest attendance we've ever had as Real Life Church last week. So come on, somebody. What a great week. Man, it's so encouraging. We saw people's lives change, people come to Christ. And I want to say thank you to those who invite your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, whoever out to meet Jesus. And it's just so cool because every time we're faithful to bring somebody, God's always faithful to move. Amen. And so uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do today, uh, just through today's message and what God's doing through this series. But I want to give a shout out to everyone that's new this morning. Maybe it's your second week back after Easter. Maybe you're new today. I want to say you're honored guests. We love you. We give it up for those that are new this morning in real life. Come on, somebody. And we're so glad you joined us today. Well, we're going to jump into the message today, and uh, I'll let you know that we are in a series called Play- Playlists. And I just want to dive into this thought this morning. And uh, if you've ever been in some place where you feel like you felt insignificant, uh, maybe you feel like you didn't add up or you weren't good enough. Uh, today, I'm praying for God to do a healing work. I'm praying for God to do something big inside your heart, to do something very real and uh, something that I believe we all struggle with. And so I'm going to dedicate this message to those of us who feel less than. Those who feels like maybe we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or we're not talented enough or we can't uh, accomplish enough, we're not successful enough, we're looking out comparing all the stuff around us. We just don't feel like we're enough for Jesus. I don't know if you've been there or not, but I believe most of us have been there. Amen. And I hope you guys are honest this morning, but I'm going to ask you a question uh, for you. Uh, if you would say, you know what, there's something in my life I would change. I wish I could change about myself. Would you just raise your hand if you'd be honest enough to say, man, there's something I wish I could change about myself. Man, it's most of us across this room. I think we all struggle with that, don't we? And I can think of some stuff I struggle with. Um, and just the last, uh, just recently, just over the last month or so, I went on vacation. We drove down to Florida, come on with two kids in the car seats, and uh, they have diapers, so we just kept driving, you know what I'm saying? And... Um, <laughs> I even put a diaper on. I was going to make it down there on time. And uh, anyway, we get down there. We're hanging out at this Siesta Key Beach in Sarasota, and I'm on the beach. I'm like, man, this is awesome. There it is. So we got, we got a fan right there. And so this, this thing is amazing. And I'm out there, and I'm like hanging out with the kids, whatever. And all of a sudden, this guy walks by. He's got a six-pack of abs. I mean, like, he's got some muscle. He's got the sleeve, you know what I'm saying? He's tan, and like, I just probably sweat. It's not oil. You know, this guy's just ripped. And I'm like, all right, I'm not white, round pasty preacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm feeling a little less than right now. Come on, somebody. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. Hashtag dad bod. You know what I'm talking about. Pepsi. I mean, Pepsi was my drink of choice. That is not good. It is not good for your body. Uh, but, you know, just even recently, I was hanging out with Diane, and she goes, man, I, I see a gray hair. I'm like, oh, man, thank God there's only one. She goes, no, I see a lot of them. It's like, thanks, babe. I appreciate that. I told her, I said, at least I got hair. Barry. <laughs> I'm not going to name about that. I'm trying to bring people up today. I'm sorry, dude. You guys got to forgive me this morning. I won't call bail us out. Scott. <laughs> hey, these guys are proud to be bald, so I can pick on them a little bit. So, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Be careful, Barry. Be careful where you're going, all right? I'm not going to give you a mic the rest of the day, so. Anyway, uh, you know, my, kid, my kids are born, and I'm, my family attests to this. They'll look at those babies and say, man, they're so beautiful. They're adorable. Thank God they didn't get their dad's nose. Thank God. If you know about my Petri nose, you see my grandpa, his nose is huge. I'm destined. I've already got a big nose. If you know it's me, just turn sideways. You're like, man, look at that nose. And I get it all the time. And, uh, but they're thankful they got Diane's nose. So they'll be like actually good looking kids, you know? So it's cool. I'm just being, I'm not the heart of myself. Come on, somebody. Don't feel bad for me. I'm just giving you something funny to go here. I got some sympathy this morning. People feeling bad for me. I like it. But anyway, you know, it says this, uh, that 91%, I found this stat, 91% of women say they don't feel good about their body. 91% of women, and uh, the stats for guys are a little less. That's because we're just better liars. 
Come on, somebody. Don't be, don't be hitting your neighbor. Don't be saying amen. But man, we're in the second part of a series called Playlist. If you missed last week, uh, we were preaching through uh, some lyrics and some songs. And what we're doing is we're taking some spiritual truths out of popular songs from the culture. And this is something Jesus did. This is something that uh, he took, Jesus t- told parables at the time. He pulled out relevant information from those, from those sermons that he gave, from those messages. Actually, Paul even preached to unknown gods, and he pulled out spiritual truths for us to apply today. And so we're going to preach through part of a song called Scars to Beautiful by Alicia Cara. And this song is really powerful, and I've read part of her story, and uh, she grew up, uh, her mom's a hairdresser, and she had frizzy hair, and she was straightening her hair over and over again. It got to the point where she damaged her hair, and it started falling out in clumps. And so she, she got very insecure about that part of her body, and so she wrote this song. She's very young. She's only 22 right now. She wrote this song called Scars to Beautiful, to let women know that they're beautiful just the way they are. And what's really cool about her story is when she performs this song, even if she's in front of whoever, she does not wear makeup to let the ladies know that they are beautiful just the way. Aren't that crazy? And so there's something to learn from this song. So I'm going to read her lyrics this morning, and I'll let you know I changed a little bit of it. She wrote it straight towards, geared towards women, but I believe this idea is for everybody. So if you're on your U version, you'll see the brackets where I changed up some of the pronouns. But here is what the edited version says. It says, we just want to be beautiful. We go unnoticed. We know no limits. We crave attention. We praise an image. We pray to be sculpted by the sculptor. Oh, we don't see the light that's shining. Deeper than eyes, we can find it. Maybe we made ourselves blind. So we try to cover up our pain and cut our woes away because cover girls don't cry after their face is made. Man, I've never felt like that before. You felt unnoticed. You didn't feel like you're good enough. You had to change something about yourself. Maybe you felt unattractive in any way. Well, I've got good news. This message is for us today because I believe there's something God wants to do in our hearts today. I'm going to give you one big thought this morning. I'm going to give you one passage of scripture that we're going to dive into, and I believe God's going to do some healing work inside you guys' life. Here's the one big thought for the day. If you're writing something down, if you're taking notes, this is so important. In Christ, you are God's masterpiece. In Christ, you're God's ma- I didn't get any amens. We're going to get there. But in Christ, you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. I want to share this, this verses with you that it's in the Bible, and this is something that challenged my life. This is something I can hang my life on, that God's done some work inside my soul, and it's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. This is what Paul says in this passage. He says, God saved you by his grace. Somebody say grace. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's the gift of God. This is good news that we can't take credit for, what, for God loving us because we didn't have to be good enough. We didn't have to look a certain way. We didn't have to put on an image. We didn't have to attain to a certain spiritual status, amen? We didn't have to look good on the outside. We didn't have to clean up our mess. But God's grace, because he loved us, because he chose to give his goodness to us, that he gives us his salvation. It says salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast. You know, we're saved from the power of darkness. We're saved from the power of sin. We're brought into the marvelous light of Jesus. We're forgiven and made new. It's not because we're good, amen? not because some talent I have or because I'm special or if I had some amazing thing in my life. It's because Jesus is good. The Bible says that we were dead in sin. That we were, there's nothing inside of us that could bring us to life. There's nothing that could happen. But Jesus, his goodness was given to us and we were made alive to God. Amen? This is a picture of what baptism is. You're dead in sin and alive to God. That's an inward change that God does in our heart. And there's nothing we, do, we can do to deserve that. I love what it says in verse 10. Paul goes on to say, if we are God's what? Say that loud. We are God's masterpiece. Come on. We are God's masterpiece. Look at your neighbor and say, you are God's masterpiece. Now do it. Come on now. You are God's masterpiece. Now look at your other neighbor and say, I'm so sorry. I forgot you. I left you out. You are God's masterpiece too. Come on, somebody. You are God's masterpiece. Some of you guys are saying a little more than that. I don't know about that, but check it out. Check out the rest of this passage. 
It says, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he's planned for us long ago. Man, this is good news for us. We're not saved by good works. We are saved for good works. We're saved for good works to do something. Matter of fact, it says that he has pre-planned you in advance and he has placed you in this moment of time of history on purpose. God has made you uniquely. He's put together your gifts and your personality in this very moment and space of today to make a difference in somebody's life. There's a race that only you can run. You're gifted just for your little purpose, that you're put in the plan. It's not like you have to look like everybody else. You don't have to measure up. You don't have to be good enough. God accepts you just the way you are. He made you just the way he wanted you. You are God's masterpiece today. I love this word for masterpiece in the Greek. It's the, the Greek word poema. And this, this word is so powerful. It means a beautiful poem. Did you know today that you're God's beautiful poem? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm God's poem. No one's ever said that, right? Like, I'm God's poem. I'm his perfect workmanship. This actually, this word means a tapestry. Who are you? You are God's poetic statement to the world. People see you and they see Jesus. You're his statement of goodness to the whole world. You're his perfect workmanship. You are made intentional. You're his tapestry on display to show the goodness of God to everybody else. Who is God? God is your creator. God is the artist and we're the art. He's the sculptor and we're the clay. He's the painter and we're the canvas. And God has painted us. He has formed us. He has made us. He has shaped us. He has put us in this moment of time in his image. We're in God's image. It's just not us. And we're a part of what God don't miss it. We're his workmanship. We're his masterpiece. You know, some of you are like, man, that feels really good, man. I feel you. I feel you. That feels good. It's good preaching, but I still want some thinner thighs. You know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, come on, don't raise your hand. Don't you dare nudge your neighbor. You go straight to hell if you nudge your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not good right now. You're not going to be married if you nudge somebody. I'm just telling you right now, but I'm just telling you, you know, some of you are like, man, I need, I need more hair. If I had enough hair, I've had wider teeth. Come on, somebody. If I had teeth, <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Some, some of you guys have had more muscles, right? If I could fit into the, the pants, if I, if I just look good, if I had enough talent, like if I, if I could sing like that person, if, if I could run that fast, if I could look that way, if I had that personality, man, I'd go somewhere in life. If I had what that person had, we start taking and taking and taking. If I was them, if I was them, I was them, I had that and that, that we try to make ourselves somebody we're not. We look out, we're like, man, I'm not God's masterpiece. I want to be everybody else, but God has made you on purpose. Man, sometimes we're selling ourselves just a little short of what God wants to do in our life. Man, are you enough for God? You know, I, I know from my experience, there's going to be people in your life that are going to tell you you're not enough. You know, I walked into ministry, and I, I turned down a lot of different stuff to go into ministry to follow God and serve people. And I remember my family distinctly telling me, saying, you never make it in ministry. It's too hard. You're not enough for that. That's what I heard. You know, some, of us, some, some people in my life said you're never going to be good enough to be a preacher. Some people in my life say, you're never going to be good enough to follow Jesus. You know, I felt that way personally. I, felt, I mean, I was the person sometimes giving out the, not the bad words, right? The life-taking words. I've been in that situation where I, I've, I've played the villain. And ultimately, I've been in a situation where I believed life-taking words. There's been moments in my life where I don't believe I'm enough. Where I can do it. But I'm going to tell you something. In Jesus, you are enough. You are God's masterpiece. You're enough for Jesus. I've got this uh, $20 bill here. And I'm, I'm not, there you go. I'm going to give this away. So who wants this $20 bill right now? Put your hand up. Somebody wants this $20 bill. There's some people. Is that, do what? You're poor and in debt. That does not narrow down this room. Okay. I'm up here too. Okay. This is why it's $20. I'm not trying to be cheap. Okay. It's all I got. All right. So got a $20 bill. All right. So if I take this $20 bill and I crumple it up, who wants this $20 bill still? It's just, I still want it. All right. I'm going to put it down here. I'm going to give a little bit of this here. I'd spit on it, but no one's going to want after that. All right, who wants this $20 bill? All right, no matter what you do, this $20 bill, how much is it worth? $20. Why is that? 
It's because whose it is. See, this bill is in my possession, but it's not mine. This is owned by United States Treasury. And more importantly, we know it's $20 because of the image on the bill. Who's on a 20? Somebody say it. Who said Jackson? Wrong. Just kidding. You're right. $20 bill, right? I'm going to tell you something. When you follow Jesus, no matter what somebody said to you, come on, somebody. No matter what somebody's done to you, somebody's going to try. I'm going to do this. I'm going to deface the money. Oh, I did it. That's not worth 20 This is worth the 20 But if what it says to you or does to you or tears you apart, I mean, somebody's going to step on you, right? You're going to be very long Christian to that, right? Somebody's step on your life. How much are you worth? You're worth the name of Jesus, amen? Because I'm going to tell you something. The image on your life is Jesus. The image in your life is his son, Jesus, who died on the cross for you. You're worth more than this $20. You're worth more than you think you're worth. You're selling yourself short a little bit in your life because you see yourself as what everybody else says, but Jesus says you're worth his son. I'm going to give us a chance because he's poor in death. Come up here, buddy. Come up here. You want that. If I keep preaching, I'm going to tear us apart. We're worth nothing, so you've got to have it. You're not going to have anything left. You're worth Jesus. Why is this so important for you to understand? You might ask, man, why, why does this matter? I'm going to tell you something. Because what's on the inside eventually manifests itself on the outside. What's on the inside of your life? You don't think you're enough. You don't think you're good enough. You're just going to manifest itself on the outside. Let me tell you what this looks like. This is so important. I don't want you to miss this. If Jesus says you're worth this much, you're worth his son. You're worth everything. He's given his best for you, but you think you're worth this much. Come on, somebody. What's going to happen? You don't think you're up here. You're worth this much. But here's what you miss. Not only don't you see the masterpiece in yourself, but you'll miss the masterpiece in everybody else. You'll miss it. You'll miss what God wants to do. This is why people are so judgmental. I mean, if I had what he had, if I was, had enough money, if I was born in that family, if I was gifted like that, if that person didn't do something to me, all of a sudden we're like so mad at everybody else. I'm going to tell you something. You got to be below somebody to tear them down. Amen. You gotta be below somebody. Sometimes we're pulling people's value down. We're upset about stuff. We're mad. We're, we get the self-pity going on. I'm gonna tell you something. God wants you to be a hope dealer. God wants you to see the masterpiece in other people, amen? God wants you to see the masterpiece he's created to be. You are worth more than you think you are. You're worth more than what somebody said you are. You're worth more, young man, young lady. You're worth more than what somebody did to you. You're worth more than what somebody did to you. You're worth more than what you see in the mirror. You're worth more than what somebody said to you. You're worth more than what you believe about yourself. You're worth Jesus. I'm going to tell you something that's so important to see yourself at the level Jesus sees you. are in the image of God. There's people in our lives we're called to build up, amen? We're called to see value, and we're called to see past the sin and see the soul. You know, some people can't see past that. Some people can't get past that somebody is, is, is successful in life because we're so below them. We're like, oh, no, no, no. God wants you to build people up. God wants you to see the masterpiece and call the masterpiece out in somebody else that you're beautiful. That, yeah, you know what? You're selling yourself short. You shouldn't be wrong with that person. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Man, you're craving for so much more. Man, I believe in you. God loves you. God gave his best. God wants you. You are enough for God. Man, do you see yourself as a masterpiece? Man, I'm praying for God to do a healing work in your life. For some of us, we haven't loved ourselves in a long time. I want you to check out these lyrics. And I changed up the second part of these lyrics a little bit. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. They're going to get ready to... To sing the song a little bit, but I changed the lyrics up a little bit. You can check it out in your version. But it says, "You don't see that you're perfect. You don't understand you're worth it, or that beauty goes deeper than the surface." So, all the people that are hurting, let Christ be your mirror, help you see a little clear the light that shines within. And don't miss this. There's a hope that's waiting for you in the dark. You should know you're beautiful just the way you are. I mean, there's hope waiting in dark, and you're beautiful just the way you are. I don't know if you believe that this morning, but you are enough. For God, just the way you are. You don't have to change anything about it. I spent most of my life trying to prove something to somebody. And typically those people didn't care. I tried to spend my life trying to be somebody else I wasn't. 
Try to spend my life doing something that, to, to make somebody else happy. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times I look at my life and I, I saw the scars I had from, from wounds from other people or stuff maybe self-inflicted. I was blaming other people for my wounds. I'm telling you something. The enemy wants you to be a victim. But Jesus wants you to overcome the words of other people. Amen? Jesus wants you to overcome the world. Jesus wants you to overcome what somebody did to you. Jesus is victorious and defeated death, hell, and the grave for us. We're not called to be victims. We're called to be victorious. Do you know whose you are today? Do you know whose you are today? I'm going to tell you something. God loves you. It's found in Romans 5.8. It says this, but God demonstrated his love towards us anywhere. Yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know what that means? That means no matter how bad you are, God will never love you less. And however good you are, God will never love you more. Amen. Jesus loving you is not contingent on you. Jesus loving you is not contingent on your choices. It's not contingent on, on how, how great you are, how spiritual you are, how much you add up, how beautiful you think you are. Jesus loves you just the way you are. I want to tell you something. God doesn't love you just equally, but God loves you uniquely. You know, think about if you have children, you know, you got one kid that reads the books and the studious, and you got the athlete kid, and you got the third kid that wants to burn the house down. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you love them all equally, but you love them uniquely, don't you? Because they got different personalities. they got different giftings. They're called to different things. They have different things that they're, they're, they're graced for in this life. So we love them uniquely. I'm going to tell you something. God loves diversity. Amen. We can, we can all look different. We all sin a little differently. We all look a little differently. We all have different things in life that we're graced for and we're gifted for. And God loves diversity. That's what I call the body of Christ. Like we're not call, all called to, called to be the left thumb. Thank God, right? Some, some of you guys are like, man, I'm the shoulder. Some of you guys are like the little toe. You know what I'm saying? I'm just joking around. But some of you guys are like the nose. Some of you guys are different things. We're all unique in the body of Christ. But God has created you to be his masterpiece. You know, some of you are like, man, I hear you. This is great. Man, I, I want to be different. I, I want to believe I'm God's masterpiece. And you go on social media and you see the six-pack of abs and, and you see the muscles. And then you see the yoga pants. You're like, man, I want my yoga pants to fit like that. And you've never even done yoga in your life. You know what I'm saying? But those yoga pants, they got to fit a certain way. I'm telling you, sometimes you miss it. That the most important thing isn't on the outside, it's what's on the inside, amen? amen. Who are you on the inside? Who are, who, what is your character like? Young ladies, I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing more beautiful than a young lady that loves Jesus. There's nothing more beautiful than a young lady that's praying and forgiving and is showing the grace and mercy of Jesus. I know you're thinking, it's all about this, it's all about this. Dude, there's something way deeper than what's on the outside. Hey, young man, I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing more attractive than godly confidence. Faith-filled, God-fearing confidence. A man that follows God. A person of these rare words you may hear in this culture, integrity and honor and respect. Those words don't exist, but there's nothing more attractive than that. And so what I want to do is I want to ask you, do you value yourself? Do you value yourself the way God values you? I want you to listen to these words. We're going to sing this song. Holly's going to lead us. And I want you to hear the words. You can come on up here. You don't be scared. But I want you to hear the words she's going to sing. These words are so important for us that you are God's masterpiece. Think about who God has created to be as we sing this song. She just wants to be beautiful. She goes, I know that she knows. No limit she craves, attention she praises, an image she prays to be sculpted by the sculptor. She don't see the light that's shining, deeper than the eyes can find it. Maybe we have made her blind, so she tries to cover up her pain. Cut her woes away Cause cover girls don't cry After their face is made But there's a hope that's waiting for you in the dark You should know you're beautiful just the way you are And you don't have to change a thing the way 
sheaves Starving, you know, cover girls ain't nothing She says, beauty is pain and there's beauty in everything What's a little bit of hunger? I can go a little while longer She fades away, she don't see her perfect She don't understand she's worth it Or that beauty goes deeper than the surface Maybe give one more time. That was awesome. You guys are great. Man, you're beautiful just the way you are. This song, Scars to Beautiful, I want you to tell you something. Jesus carried some scars. Jesus carried some scars. When he came back, he had some scars in his hand from the nails that are pierced through his wrist. He had a hole in his side from a spear that had pierced him on the cross. Those scars he carried, you know what? He wasn't the victim of those scars. But Jesus was victorious, Amen. Jesus defeated death, hell, and the grave. God's not calling us to be victims. It's so easy to look out and say, everybody else, if this was different, if you did that, if this didn't happen in my life, I'll tell you something, those scars are there on purpose and God's gonna use them for a greater purpose than you can see even in this moment. Because those scars aren't making you a victim. You are called to be an overcomer, overcomer and victorious. So question this morning, what do you do with your scars? What do you actually do with them? Here's my how-to step for you. This is a story found in the Bible of a little man, and it's this what it's called. His name's Zacchaeus. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't go down history as a little man, but he is going down history as a little man. So this little man, Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector. So we know this man was a little older in life. He had people working underneath him, and his job was to go around and collect the taxes from all the people, all the Jewish people in the city. And he would take that money, and he would give it to the Romans and pay the taxes, but he'd always do something. He would take money out for himself. He's overcharging everybody so he could pay for his own stuff and indulge his own things. And this story that Zacchaeus has found in Luke chapter 19, and Zacchaeus goes out in the crowd, but he can't see Jesus, so he climbs a sycamore tree. 
and he gets up in that tree and I want you to know about Zacchaeus is he probably had a lot of shame in his life for some stuff he's done. He realized that he's not perfect and there's probably no way that Jesus is gonna accept me. I just wanna see him from a distance but there's one thing about Zacchaeus, he didn't want Jesus to see him. He just wanted to kind of check him out. He just wanted to see him and see, if, hey, is that good? Is, is, he gonna, is he gonna accept me? I'm just gonna look at him from a distance and kind of dab my feet and what God wants. There's an amazing passage of scripture. I want you to look at this in verse five. It says this, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, come on down. I'm gonna come, I must stay at your house. I mean, isn't that incredible that Jesus sees us right where we're at? I know some of us have some shame in our life from the past. There's things that we didn't do perfectly. We're wondering, is Jesus gonna accept me? Guess what, Jesus only accepts you. Jesus wants to move in with you. Hello, Jesus wants to be part of your life. Jesus wants all of you. We're trying to hide our sin from Jesus. He's not gonna accept us, but Jesus says, I see you, I see you, I see you. I, see, I know your name, I gave you a name. Hey, I'm gonna move in with you. I know you don't think I'd ever love you, that you're not good enough, but you are my masterpiece, amen? Thank God that there's a God that sees us even when we don't want him to see us. Thank God that God loved us when we don't even love ourselves because we are God's masterpiece. We are in his image. So this morning, if you want to move past the scars, you've got to let God into your life. You've got God see yourself. You've got to expose yourself to Jesus and say, hey, I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect. I was afraid of you, God. I hid from you, but you can have this. There's something better in my life. And Jack, Zacchaeus, his, he was saved. He was changed from the inside out. The rest of the world saw Jesus hang out with Zacchaeus and the world went, oh my gosh, Jesus is hanging out with sinners? We got good news today, don't we? Jesus wants to hang out with us. Jesus wants us. Today, we are God's masterpiece. Father God, thank you so much for loving us. Even when we aren't lovable, God, there's nothing good inside of us, but you chose us. God, we are your masterpiece. God, we are enough. God, we know whose we are. We are yours in Jesus' name. Man, as I pray today, though, those of you who would say, you know what, Sean, I believe God is speaking to me. I've struggled with feeling less than for most of my life. Sometimes I feel like I'm not enough, but today I realize I am God's masterpiece. I am enough. If that's you this morning, if you realize that truth, would you just raise your hand high and say, I am enough for Jesus across this room. I see your hands. Anybody else got hands and say, I'm enough for Jesus. There's hands across this place. Father, my heart breaks. God, that we have missed the image of you in our lives. God, I pray for the power of your Holy Spirit, God, that you would drive this truth into our heart, that we are your masterpiece. God, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, thank you, Jesus, for loving us uniquely and creating us and gracing us and gifting us for unique purpose in this time. We don't have to look at somebody else's gifts. We can look just towards you. God, thank you for seeing me and loving me even when I didn't love myself. Help me to add values to others. Help me to build others up. Help me to see the potential in somebody else. Let me see the masterpiece in my family. Let me see my masterpiece in somebody who wronged me. Let me see the masterpiece in those around my life because I know who I am today. As you keep praying across this room, there are many of you who begin to realize you've been living life apart from God. There are areas of your life that you're ashamed of. There's people that you have hurt. There's people that have hurt you and you're carrying some scars from your past. I'm gonna tell you something. You don't have to be good enough for God because it's impossible. But Jesus loves you in this moment just the way you are because you are his masterpiece. God sent his son Jesus no matter what you've done. Jesus loves you. He carried a cross for your sin and took your scars. We didn't earn it and we don't deserve it, but by his scars, we are healed. He wants a relationship with you and gives you full access to him and forgiveness and grace. So across this room today, if anyone includes you that calls on the name of Jesus, you'll be forgiven, you'll be made new, completely whole today. You're not here on accident. God brought you here, why? Because he's reaching out to you. 
to say, come down out of that tree. I wanna make a boat in your life. I wanna be part of your life. I'm giving you my limited grace as a sinner that needs forgiveness. He'll make you brand new this morning. If you say yes to Jesus, you call on him to forgive your sins and make you new this morning. So across this room, maybe say, yes, I need Jesus. Yes, I need forgiveness. Yes, I need his grace. Today, I want Jesus. If that's you, would you lift your hands high and say, I need Jesus this morning. Like that, I see your hand high. Anybody else say, I need Jesus this morning. I saw another hand. Anybody else say, I need Jesus. Man, I'm turning to you, God. I'm changing my life. I'm a masterpiece. Man, I, I want you to do this. If you raise your hand, I want to pray for you. I want you to, I want to lead you in a prayer to invite Jesus into your life and you can claim that you are his masterpiece. And so just pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus who loved me no matter what I feel about myself. God, thank you for calling me out and living and coming into my life. God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you for making me, design me. I'm in your image, God. I've messed it up. I thought I was running this race for myself, but I'm running it for you. There's a, there's a creator, and you are my creator. God, thank you for dying across my sins. God, thank you for loving me when I didn't feel lovable. God, my, my faith is in you. God, I believe what you've done across for me. God, save me from my sin. Make me new. And I praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If you made that decision, I would... This is the end of this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another inspirational podcast. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com.